0: Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
1: I feel fabulous today.
0: Consequence Podcast Network. Hey welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence Podcast. The Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the episode and the series. Uh, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. You can do so at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith, talking once again today with Graham Nash. He's got a, a brand new live album called Graham Nash Live. It spotlights a complete run-through of his first two solo albums, A Song for Beginners and Wild Tales. Uh, we're going to talk about the relevancy of songs like Military Madness, O Camel, and a Prison Song, uh, forever being tied to his late '60s uh, romantic relationship with Joni Mitchell. And, uh, and then we're also going to talk about the photographs of his Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young bandmates that are featured in his new book, A Life in Focus. Uh, we'll get into their enduring friendship, uh, even with their history of spats, as well as standing together with Neil Young uh, to pull all of their catalogs from Spotify. And we get to hear about a, uh, a new, soon-to-be-released solo album. So let's get into this, discussing Graham Nash Live. It's Kyle Meredith with Graham Nash. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing great over here. And uh, especially since I've been enjoying this brand new live album that you've got and uh, and what you're doing here. So let's jump into this because a beautiful set. And you've taken your first two solo albums, right? It's talking about songs for beginners and wild tales. Uh, What brought this on? Why was this the time to do this? I'm
1: 80 years old now. (laughs) Uh, I've always loved those two albums. And I've always tried to find out what people liked about those albums. And what I get invariably is that, you know, it it, it was recorded very simply. Um, it, it's not like, you know, th- you know, a thousand people singing with me and dancing in the background and orchestras. It's just a very simple album. And I've always loved both of those albums. And my wife, Amy, um, actually said, you know, I'd like to see a show like that. I'm a fan. I'd like to see that. And so she's mainly responsible for uh, this double album and we only recorded four shows and I I took the best and it was with a band I had never played with before. I only had three days of rehearsing. Now they they had the records so that they understood what the general feel was going to be like, but it was a band that I'd never played with, uh, you know, except for a few days. And apart from, Two mistakes on my part, one on my harmonica and one on, on the electric piano on, on a song. Um, there's no overdubs on the album. It's purely live.
0: Just the way you really want that. And and what a tightrope walk to be. Well, a, a, not a tightrope, a trust fall, I think, is what I'm looking for there yes. you know, for a group of musicians like that.
1: It, it, was, it was a delightful experience. And uh, I was really amazed with, uh, with just how well everybody was playing.
0: Well, when you go back, I mean these two records, Songs for Beginners, Wild Tales, I mean, the this was your, I don't know if leap is the right word, but it was your leap into the solo world. You know, you'd been with the bands before that. Did that feel, uh, well, how did that feel at the time?
1: It felt great. And and the reason why I had to do it was because, you know, we, we were all writing a great deal of, you know, all of us, you know, me and David and Stephen and Neil, you know, all writing all the time. Um, But when CSN is not making an album and CSNY is not making an album and Crosby Nash is not making an album, what do you do with all those songs? And I had indeed, Songs for Beginners was my very first solo record. So I, I had I had saved up some songs, you know, and because there was no outlet for them, I had to do a solo record.
0: It's it's hilarious that you, you're mentioning three versions of a band right there, and, and still there's time to fit this in because you all, you were so busy at this time. And yep. the output, I mean, we talk about CSN, CSNY as one of the greatest groups of all time, for obvious reasons. To say that, you know, those albums are masterpieces, and then there are enough masterpieces left over to make more masterpieces from all <sighs> of you all. I mean, that's incredible. It's It's nearly insane.
1: It, it is, you know. Crosby was making "If I Could Only Remember My Name," which is, of
0: course, a, a brilliant
1: album. Uh, Neil had just put out "After the Gold Rush," you know, um, and Stephen had Manassas, uh, you know, making great records. Yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of music to make, and that's what that's how we did it.
0: Well, obviously, there was a lot of things to talk about. You know, you, you've you've mentioned this before about how unfortunate how many of these songs are still so relevant today. The set kicks off with "Military Madness." And, and it is right there from the beginning. Here's where we are. This comes out at a time where Russia is being fuckheads like usual. Uh, the government anyway, I should say. And, and so, you know, obviously when you did this record, this wasn't exactly the case. This wasn't happening. But here we are again. What does this song say for the moments? If it's anything different than it's ever said.
1: It's, it, it's incredibly important to me that we have not learned from history. You know, and it's a cliche and I know that, but it's true. We have not learned from history. You know, I start, I just finished a 22 show tour and I had to change the beginning of my tour every single night to reflect what was going on. I started my tour with Find the Cost of Freedom and then played Military Madness, having told the audience, look, I know normally you come out and I do, you know, wasted on the way. Something familiar, let you all sit down in your seats, get you comfortable, et cetera. I says, but you know what? As we're doing this, people are being killed and slaughtered. So I must change the beginning of my show. And I did. And I will continue to do that as long as this insane war continues.
0: And you get those moments too. I mean, those moments where you take the past and you put it in the present. I mean, on this record, we hear grave concern. You've uh, you, you updated the... Uh... The audio and the songs, right? I mean, yes. I mean, and that's got to be in the old folk tradition, I guess. But, but you, you know, how often do you do you find that you take those moments? And you're like, oh, all we got to do is change a little bits. and and here we are. Yeah,
1: it, it it is incredible how 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 relevant some of my songs really really do seem, you know, even after all these years.
0: When do you when do you notice that? I mean, um, are there some songs that lend to that more than others to to be able to to give them a little bit of an update?
1: Yes, the prison song. I wrote that about my father going off to prison when, uh, when I was, you know, I think 13 or 14 years old. Um, and and uh, the second verse is, is about a friend of mine who tried to sell a pound of cocaine to the FBI. <laughs> Not a good thing. <laughs> and so she, she went to prison also. Um, but yes, uh, you know, and military madness. I mean, you know, what are they? a dozen wars going on in the world right now you know the main one being of course you know the attack against ukraine you know i i realize i must have i must have pinned something that is longer than the song itself or what i was saying in the song what yeah. i was doing what i was doing i was taking the very essence of what i wanted to say and make it apply to everybody forever that i i mean I'm speaking metaphorically, of course, but th- that's what I want to do with my music. I want people to be able to think and be able to shape their ass also.
0: And, oh, Camille is a, is a great version of that too, because here you have something that's sort of specifically about this one person in history. But, you know, when I listen to that song now, that's that's just as powerful as Masters of War from Dylan, you know, any of those, like I still get those same feelings.
1: What an incredible compliment, thank you.
0: It, it is an interesting moment in there. Um, you know, as, as uh, on this live album, I should say, as you're reflecting these older albums because you follow military madness with better days. Like, yes. Like, I, I don't know what I what I'm getting at here. You know, that's that's just putting the track list together in the original days. Was that purposeful? Do you remember? Yes, absolutely. I
1: wanted to do it exactly like the record. That's why there's no talking on the record, except at the beginning where I welcome everybody and thank them for coming. And at the very end of Wild Tales, I say goodnight. I, I don't talk and, and I wanted it to be like the record, but live.
0: Yeah. The way that tells the story for better and worse in those moments, you know, Indeed. It's, um, just the way it stands up 50 years later. It's incredible. And there are the, the lighter moments too. Like um, Sleep Song mm. is one of the most beautiful songs, you know, <laughs> that I feel like that's ever been created right there. Take me back to that one because we're talking about the heavier stuff. Let, let's go back to a lighter moment. Take me back to writing that one. What do you remember?
1: I wrote that for my first wife rose um i had a dream that she was leaving me she wasn't in in actuality she wasn't but in my dream she 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 was leaving me and i I saw the back of her dress as she slipped through the door you know yeah i I think it's uh, once again an incredibly simple song there's only three chords in it and i learned that from buddy holly you know, if you knew three chords, you could play most of Buddy's songs. <laughs> you know, so I, I love uh, "Sleep Song." Um, on the original record, I did the solo on a, a a toilet tissue, on a paper, on a comb. You know, and hummed through it, you know, to create that that strange sound. Yeah, I love I love that song. It's 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 a very personal
0: favorite. You're so poetic. Just at about everything. You're poetic in the way you talk about war. I mean, I, I bring up Oak Milligan, uh and and you're so poetic when you talk about your partners, uh, your first wife. It's also been said about Joni, the songs about Joni that are on these records, and that's 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 sort of interesting too because you may have had so many relationships in your life, but that's the one that keeps coming back. And of course, because of rock lore, indeed, was that was there a moment that you had to sort of I don't know if you even had to had to make peace with that like you know what I'm always going to be connected to that that one relationship um
1: no I knew I knew once I was in love with Joni that I would be in love with Joni for the rest of my life she's an incredible woman of course I uh, mean a great great songwriter and great painter also um I understand you know because of the Laurel Canyon folklore that you were mentioning before I understand that people uh, uh, put Joan and I together in this incredibly fabulous relationship and it really was but it was only for just over a couple of years you know and it was 50 years ago but every birthday on her birthday I have sent her a bunch of roses every year.
0: That's beautiful. It really is. That's beautiful. She is a, she's featured. You also have a book I want to bring up. I, I, I fall in love with this photo book that you put out called A Life in Focus. Uh, and, and you take these, you feature these gorgeous photos you've taken of all of your friends, including Joni. Uh, there's one of Judy Collins, Kiss, and Stephen Stills. And I just kept coming back to that over and over. Yeah, and it's over. a
1: beautiful. That was a beautiful moment. You see, I, I try to be invisible, I, I don't like people showing me that face. You know when you know that there's a camera pointed at you because I've experienced that all my life. I know when people are, are taking pictures, and you always want to look like James Dean and you know Tony Curtis or what, right? You're always trying to put your best face forward, whatever that is. Uh, but I don't like those moments. I like I like to take pictures when when my subjects have no idea that I'm there and can't and can't give me that face.
0: Yeah, know? but I wonder about when they hear that click, like you know. Judy and Steven, like, you know, here they are in this moment. And, and inevitably, I mean, because photographs, one of the things I've always loved about them, and I'm going to say something very obvious here, is you do, you catch that one moment, but there's, you know, there's always the moments leading up to it, and the moments right afterwards. When you talk about that face, I've always, I always find it funny when you see people taking selfies as a group and everybody lines up and they get ready and they shoot it. And the moment they take that picture, their face just falls and everybody walks away. Yeah. In, in those moments, like, like when you take these moments to be invisible, you know, such a pure moment like that. Do you remember the moment afterwards? Do they look up going, what the hell, dude? Yeah,
1: I, 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 I've been lucky enough to press the trigger at the right time, many times. And Cartier-Bresson, you know, great French photographer, of course, who, who, who coined the term, the decisive moment. And that's the moment when you press that trigger that's the moment and and that's what i'm always trying to capture is the moment and i did it with 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 judy kissing stephen they had no clue that i that i was witnessing that moment but i had my camera
0: you you say as you mentioned here uh, several times in the book about you know needing to be invisible to capture these moments which is also incredible because you're such a persona in yourself like how difficult is that for you to be that invisible? It's easy
1: because I've changed my image totally. My friend Crosby has been kind of trapped in his image of David Crosby for the last 50 years. People come up to me and ask me if that's Crosby. Okay. And I go on my way.
0: (laughs) That's so much capture. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. That is really interesting. and all of those folks in here, I mean, you've got all your band members uh, featured in various, again, it's just beautiful, the, um, you know, the reflections that you catch. And I mean, reflections, like it seems like you like reflections uh, as well. I do. I do. I, do.
1: Um, I was having a show in Berlin, in Germany, one, one year, and I, I had a lot of self-portraits in there. And as you say, most of them are reflections in broken glass and in, in, in cracked mirrors, you know, those kind of things. This lady came up to me. And she said, could I say something to you? I said, absolutely, ma'am, how can I help you? She said, you should have your head examined. And I said, what? She said, you are very disturbed. You should have your head examined. Look at all these self-portraits. They're all completely destroyed. You know, your image is like weird, you know. You should have your head, and I thought, wow. Should I have my head examined? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, there's such beautiful photos, you know, for whatever reason, if that's the reason, you know, it's, it makes great arts. So what can you say there?
1: I, there's beauty. There's beauty everywhere, Kyle.
0: I believe you. I, I agree with you. The, you know, there's there's a line also in this book, in this photo book that you, that you put in there. Um, when I look at the photos, I realize how intense my partners are, as you're talking about uh, a lot of your CSNY band members right there. When history goes on, and we've all heard the stories, the, the at least the public parts of it about how, you know the arguments or whatever that the really does that change your relationship with these photos in itself? No,
1: because the images is, is it's is an entity into itself. I can't argue with the pictures I took of Neil. You know that that straight on photograph I took of him where he's looking at you with that with those Neil eyes. Holy shit! Do I know those eyes? I've seen those eyes many many times you know, and it was nice for me to be able to, you know, for him to trust me to take that shot. He knew what I was doing, and he knew that he trusted me enough that I wouldn't put a bad image out of, of him, you know? My partners trusted me. They, it wasn't a big deal that I had my camera with me all, all most of the time. It, it, it didn't faze them at all.
0: It's, it's just so interesting. And again, you know, I, I, I'm sure I'm saying this as a fan in many of the way the fans have been captivated by that group, by your ups and downs and your ins and outs when the group's together and when the group's not together. But the way you talk about it, it always still sounds like, to be cliche, like a family.
1: Yeah, they're my brothers. I never had any brothers. I have two. I had two sisters. One of them passed away a few years ago, uh, but I never had any brothers. These, these kids are my brothers. You know, I mean, and, and as brothers, you know, sometimes we argue. Sometimes we don't see things the same way. Sometimes we think we should do it a different way, this song. You know, we, we're like family. Exactly what you said. We are family. And I think that, that Crosby, Stills and Nash and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young are completely
0: different bands. Completely. A, how, how so?
1: Well, let's take the first Crosby, Stills and Nash record and Deja Vu. With the first Crosby Stills and Nash record, it's full of sunshine. It's full of Laurel Canyon. It's full of romance. It's full of, 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 of me and David and Stephen making our three voices into one voice with, with what we consider to be really good songs. You know, I was in love with Johnny and living with Johnny. Stephen was with uh, Judy Collins and David uh, was with his girlfriend, Christine. It was a sunshiny album. And it sounded like that. Okay, now we've got Neil. And now we're doing deja vu. I'm no longer with John. Stephen is no longer with John, with uh, Judy. And Christine had unfortunately, tragically been killed in an automobile accident. Very different vibe. Extremely different. Not so sunny at all. Maybe teaching children is a little sunny. But the rest of it, it's us with Neil. He brings... And I don't mean this in a negative way, but he brings a certain darkness to our music. Whereas ours was sunny and flowery and la 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 and in tune and one voice, et cetera. In deja vu, um, we we were incredibly respectful of Neil. We understood uh, that he was a great songwriter and a really good singer and an incredible guitar player, of course, Um, but definitely different bands.
0: Completely did that continue like that? Do you see it like that as it continued through the years and the decades when Neil would come in and out? The the darkness would come and go.
1: Yep, and a lot. What a lot of people don't realize is that the first Crosby, Stills and Nash live show, you know, with 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 a first set and an intermission and a second set, seven years after we after we after the first record, seven years. I, I, everything else was with Neil.
0: Geez, that is that's that's right. Now I wouldn't have put that together that's a it's it and of course you know you get the present day and uh, and I, I just want to bring this up real quick too because um it's again we talk about the ins and outs and it ends up being that while you all might not be creating music together right now it was a cause and i thought i say spotify that did bring you back together and suddenly there's that family again standing up for each other you know yes. you, you pull your your music off there um, what was the backstory there, if, if, if you can talk about that, the decision to pull that music? How did that all come about?
1: It came about because for the last several years, uh, our partner, David Crosby, has been railing on our behalf against Spotify, against a, a, a billion dollar company that only plays other people's music and pays them very, very little. So Crosby has been on this Spotify rant for at least a couple of years. And then when Joe Rogan came on and, 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 and gave all that disinformation and misinformation about COVID and, and masks and, and, you know, encouraging anti-vaccinations anti-vacc- and, and, and encouraging people not to wear masks, you know, that became too much for us. And as soon as Neil did that, we, of course, wanted to do exactly the same thing. Neil has probably lost a lot of money because his streaming royalties are enormous. He has made 80,000 records, you know, and therefore you can stream Neil Young for months. And that's a very valuable commodity. I understand that. But it just shows you that Neil Young is a true musician. He He really only responds when it really feels right to him. And we all know that about Neil. Sometimes it gets uncomfortable. I mean, if he wants to book a tour of Europe and, you know, for six weeks and then a, a week before decides it doesn't feel right and cancels, there's a lot of people that are out of a job then you know, because they can't then get on, on tour with another band because the other bands have filled up their roster too. You know? um, but I do, I do respect Neil's uh, uh, dedication to the muse of music. He's completely that way. If it feels right for Neil, he'll be there for days. If it doesn't, he left yesterday.
0: It, it was it was so amazing, commendable to see you all just walk away. It, I, I I sort of liken it in my head to uh, Pearl Jam walking away from MTV in the '90s or something. I mean, you you because you know for whatever whatever however you want to say it, Spotify is sort of the closest we come to a monoculture these days in the in the music world. And just to be able to take your your bags and say. I'm leaving here, and, and, yeah. and so many artists, so many artists were saying, if I could, I would, you know, that they didn't have the luxury of having the rights that, that you all did. But, it, you know, now that it's been a few months, where are we with this? You know, can, can there still be a change? Is it going to push through?
1: I think that we're going to be uh, stuck with this COVID uh, disease for, for probably the next several years. This mask mandate that was just uh, banned by this, uh, this lawyer in, in Florida. A lot of her friends say that she isn't even qualified to make that kind of a decision. And then, of course, all the late night comedians are saying, you know, should we have this one judge, you know, from Florida, you know, dictate the health of, of America? You know, it, 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 it's a very sad situation. Um, and I think that we're going to be stuck with COVID for, for a few years. I personally will wear my mask anytime I'm outside my apartment. I, I test myself every other day. I'm doing fine so far. I am 80 years old. I do, you know, realize that, you know, uh, my age group is quite vulnerable. Um, but I'm, I'm trying my best to stay as healthy as I can.
0: And you're going to go out on tour, right? I mean, is there more touring? I just,
1: I just finished a, a tour about a week and a half ago. Uh, and I'm going out again in July.
0: So I, I know that's it's got to be, I mean, stressful, I, I'm sure, or just you just it's having that extra but, weight.
1: Yeah, but those are the new rules. And, and, and part of these new rules when I'm on tour is that I don't see anybody backstage. Normally, you know, I have friends in most cities, you know, and I give them tickets and I give them backstage passes and we could talk and bullshit and la, you know, la, 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 la. No, no one. I saw no one on this tour not one person that wasn't safe vaccinated boosted and taking care of themselves
0: that's the way we got to do it you're absolutely right i'm afraid so yeah. yes well it's a great hearing that you're back out there uh doing it again i mean the 2022 tour of course playing your solo cuts playing the csn hits playing hollies uh i know you did uh a few of those for the wfpk uh while, while you were here in louisville last time I mean, just it's, it's, you know, these songs are amazing. And by the way, I, I say this, uh, you know, I'm in Louisville. Uh, we're going into Derby week and, uh, or Derby time. Uh, it's like a month long. And there is a picture in the book that again, it's just a great book, uh, a life in focus. Uh-huh. And, and and you're at the Derby and it's Alice Cooper. You're next to Alice Cooper and uh, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is right yes, there in the background.
1: Yeah. And also, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I... I actually, I, I never bet on a, I've never bet in my life on a horse, but I was there in Louisville and I, it was, it was right, my, it was my, my uh, ex-wife and I's wedding anniversary on May 4th. Um, it was just unbelievable to see that. And so I, I placed a bet and I, so I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm looking at all the horses and we were in the middle of the Afghan war, right? You know, so I look on down, I go, Ooh, war el- 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 emblem, war emblem. I'll put a, I'll put a hundred dollars on war album. And I won like 2,200 bucks. <laughs> you know, it it was really, it was really uh, funny in a
0: way. Congrats. I've won one Derby in my entire life. And I think uh, I was 12 when that happened. So it's, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not easy to do. Uh, that is a great moment in the book. And again, uh, for everybody watching and listening, there's so many great moments in the book and in this new live album. And so we, we end here. What comes next? Um, it's been what six sir, six years since the, the last record, I guess. Are you working on anything new?
1: I'm almost done, almost done with a, with a new solo record. And I'm very, very pleased with it. It wasn't easy to do because of COVID because of travel restrictions, because of not wanting to be in a room with, 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 with with, with, you know, four or five other people, you know. And it, so it was done, uh, a lot of it was done remotely uh, uh, and it has been a, an, a, a great process. And I'm very pleased with how it sounds because uh, my producer, Todd Caldwell, uh, who is also my keyboard player, he, he, he wanted it to, be, to, to sound exactly like a live record that five kids were in the same room playing at the same time. That was the difficulty to try and make that illusion i know that you know some of the people that i played on the record were thousands of miles away different you know right? but still it sounds like four or five guys playing rock and roll in the studio so that's good that's good, yeah that's going to come out uh, probably in about
0: four months. So you wanna be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out, it's free. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. All right. All right. That's not long at all. So that's great. No. And here we are back in that moment, uh, you know, that we were talking about earlier in the early 70s. I mean, you're still putting out great music. Kraz is still putting out great music. Neil is, I mean, everybody's still putting out just great music, you know. Uh, and it's so great to hear from you. So, Graham, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this today. It's been a great honor. Thank you very much, Kyle. We'll talk later. All right, take care. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Now, The last time Graham and I spoke was uh, back in 2016. He had uh, released his album, This Path Tonight, and we got to talk about elections around that time, aging, and also David Bowie. So I'm going to include that one here as well. Part two of Kyle Meredith with Graham Nash. I'm Kyle Meredith, and sitting across from me, the great, legendary, all of the big names and words, Graham nash yeah
1: those are the important two graham and nash the rest is not important <laughs> not important on <not laughs> it uh
0: a celebrated career is definitely worth celebrating though i mean you guys uh, you you guys you've had such a great career uh on and on and i will thank you for that right up front i've been a lucky man yeah because it's so great but what we're talking about today is this new record you're back with a new one called this path tonight yes and uh and I know the question's coming up a lot, and, and so I will say, I know that you've done a lot in 14 years since the last record, but 14 mm-hmm. years does pass, and does it ever surprise you when those, those times go and you're like, well, has it been that long since I've done this? Because I know it gets confusing. You're, you're in different bands, and you guest on people's records, but suddenly it's like, oh, the solo record, it's been right. that long well, since Well, what
1: happens is that it's driven by the music. Mm-hmm. and when the music comes as it did w- with Shane and I writing 20 songs together in a month and recording those 20 songs in 8 days um the passion that i have for music and b- being able to express myself is still incredibly powerful in my life yeah. and my personal life is going through in, in enormous changes uh, yeah. uh even at 74 years old i still feel like i've got you know another 74 years left yeah. i mean Truth is, I kind of like a drop dead in the middle of this conversation. I think know. I like to
0: believe you have seventy-four years left. That's, I, that's yeah. about, you're halfway there. Congratulations! That's, I'm only half old. <laughs> yes. You know, there's a song on the record with a uh, fire down below, and I don't know if it speaks to that specifically, but I was kind of reading into it like that. Like, you, you do hear a lot of those folks. You know, after you've been doing something, anything for a long time, uh, but especially when we're talking about art you know it becomes the challenge yes of, of how do i find it uh they call rock and roll a young man's game but we've seen time and time again that's not true you know it's, it's not true yeah there, there are these great pieces like how, how do you like does it still come just as natural for you as it, as it always does or do you have to wait a little bit longer for the inspiration for something different
1: no i i don't have to wait i'm alive every day yeah stuff is happening every day that affects me and i have to Express myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank God we live in America, you know. Um, but no, I, I, there's no. I don't like. I don't, you know. Start writing at three in the afternoon with my coffee or one of those. I, right. Hey, I see something and a line comes into my head. The process usually is, I have to have something. To feel deeply about before I can express myself mm-hmm. and it usually I, I boil I have this ability to boil everything I'm looking at down to the essence of what is the one line that could sum up exactly what I'm talking about once I've got that line I just fill in the rest of the stuff with the little
0: pieces of the puzzle it's, it's like Twitter for songwriting
1: <laughs> you said that
0: Kyle <laughs> I didn't <laughs> has, has the songwriting changed over the years, the way you've done it? I mean, again, you know, you're talking about this like this is the way you've always done it, but, you know, I would assume that things do change and you get bored with maybe trying it one way. Well, have you the, the, the truth is we've
1: made records and written songs any way that you want, you know, from, from a kick drum to a full orchestra you know, and anywhere in between. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I write and I have the ability to express myself in a, in a form where if I can please me, with mm-hmm. a piece of my music, it 's pretty good that I could please you too, right, because you know we 're very similar people, we 're human beings, and going through all our changes like everybody else. Yeah. you know, I just do something a little special with my life,
0: yeah well, the album, by the way, the album is great, Thank start you. to finish, even the bonus tracks, the tracks that didn 't make it are great, and, and I think the bonus tracks actually on this next one because the album starts with the title track, and the first lines we hear are "Where are we going?" exactly you're a man who has spent a lot of his career fighting for things through your music through your activism through your philanthropy uh, and and trying to better the world and 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 i see that line right there and i think is it frustrating at all for someone who's been fighting to make the world a better place for as long as you had and i'm looking at the debates
1: with it's it's incredible you know yeah this Republican clown car that's going on is, is insane. Yeah. They're insane. Um, I loved Bernie Sanders' last line at the last debate which, where he said, on our worst day we are better than any Republican candidate. And I thought that was pretty good, you know. I mean, I know I have a lot of friends who are Republicans and I meet a lot of people, you know, there was somebody on my bus the other night who were complete Trump fans, Mm -hmm. you know. I didn't understand it at all, but but, you know, I have incredible patience, I think.
0: Do you ever get it, surprised when when you have those fans when the, when those fans are fans of you? Like, do they know who what the, the songs I've written?
1: Well, <laughs> the, the, it, it happened when uh, CSNY did the Living with War tour. You know, yeah. people started to walk out about three hours into the show when we sang this song called, you know, Let's Impeach the President for Lying, right. you know, and I'm going, wait, those people all bought tickets to our show. Do they not know who they bought
0: a ticket <laughs> to see? Come on. Right. Did Did you ever, I mean, I always have this, I, I want to think that a song can change the world. And, and I've brought this up in a few interviews before, um, two varying answers and everything. But again, when you're writing those songs a long time ago and you look back at that, I mean, did you think like, it could have worked, and and but you know for whatever reason here we are like the song didn't take like that or or did it you know
1: yes it does but in in different degrees yeah you know you know it is it's like to a large degree uh, this is an incredibly difficult life to live yeah I mean I'm a lucky man in that I can afford to eat I can afford to put a roof over my head and there are millions of people in this country that don't. You know, and you've got, I, I, I walk down the streets in New York City and I see people sleeping on the floor and I, I, and I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Why in this country do we have such things happening? Why in this country have we put more people in jail than any other country on the planet? Why are we not teaching our kids a better way to deal with life? Why are we not feeding them? Why are we not educating them well? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of th- stuff wrong with this country but this is an incredible country and we have the uh potential to be incredible.
0: Yeah. I hope you're right about that. <laughs> I am right. <laughs> uh, it's just when you know it's it gets so easy I think when you look around and you just let it get to you you're like again
1: That's part th- of the patience I was talking
0: yeah. about earlier. You can let it get to you but when when you let
1: it get to you to a certain point you become paralyzed. Yeah. I don't want to be paralyzed.
0: There's a couple tracks, those bonus tracks I wanted to ask about. Mississippi Burning and, mm-hmm. and Watch Out For The Wind. Yes. Uh, both politically motivated songs, would you Absolutely. Say? Yeah.
1: Um, Shane and I one morning heard that Michael Brown had been shot uh, in Ferguson, in mm-hmm. Missouri, mm-hmm. Uh, saw what happened with his body, saw what happened, you know, it was a tragedy, and we wrote Watch Out For The Wind mm-hmm. that morning. And we performed it that night on, uh, on the stage. Wow. And David and Stephen had never heard
0: it. And the great songs. It's a shame they didn't make the record. I, I'm well, guessing it, it was about the mood.
1: It, it is. Yeah. It, it, I planned the journey of this path tonight emotionally. And when I when I did uh, uh, write with Shane Watch Out for the Wind and Mississippi Burning, which is about the three college kids that were murdered mm-hmm. when they tried to get black people to to be able to vote mm-hmm. you know, in Mississippi in the 60s. Um, uh, but they, they, they didn't emotionally... Uh, I didn't invite them to the party. Right. So I made them bonus tracks.
0: (laughs) Well, they're great tracks that really do stand up on their own. That's really good. You're talking about it being a personal record, and and we don't have to go into the personal life uh, sort of the aspect, but with the song Another Broken Hearts, you know, at 74, I think you probably have a lot of experience with broken hearts. I have. Yeah. Does it get easier? No. Like I'm asking this not even as a musician type of thing. No, it doesn't get easier.
1: Absolutely not. But life is a challenge, yeah. and I'm ready.
0: Yeah, and you didn't mind putting it all out there on, no, on the album. No, I'm a musician. Yeah, that's what you do. That's
1: what I do, you know. Yeah. Other people are
0: plumbers, you know, but I'm a musician. That's what you do. Uh, the artwork is beautiful. Uh, I was looking at it, and then again... That's, a, that's my new girlfriend, Amy Grantham. She, she took the photo. She's sitting right there. Yeah, she is. It's a great photo, um, and I think, and this is going to sound weird and possibly horrible, but when I pair that up with certain lyrics on it, because again, uh, my mind is slowly fading, and the night comes on so fast. Wait,
1: that's a great line. That's not the line I wrote, but oh, is that not? Is no, that no? A, no did the I the I light is you? slowly fading, oh. not my mind. I that's t- fantastic, <laughs> though. My mind is slowly fading.
0: Well, you know, it it doesn't change it with the light, though. And then I'm looking, I was like, well, there he is. His back's to the camera and he's walking down to the woods. It's like, come on, dude, you got 74 more years. You can't be looking at this already. Well, it's just where I am right now, Kyle. Yeah.
1: You know, tomorrow I might feel
0: completely different. But today, Mm -hmm. this is where I am. Uh, Is the future just my past? Right. Hopefully I got that line right. right Yes, you did. That's got to be frustrating to be held to a part of your life that was just a few years and everything, and I'm sure you get that a lot, you know? It's like, you've done so much since the 60s and so much since the 70s, but it always comes back to that, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: And, I, 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 you know, I have an interesting process in my mind. I, I understand who he is, who mm-hmm. Graham Nash is, I understand what I've done, I understand all that, but in a way, I'm still waiting to get found out. I I don't know why I'm here sitting talking to you right now after, you know, 50 years of of all that madness, you know, I I still am this kid that's still trying to be a part of the the party and stuff, and I've always felt outside of everything, Mm. and I'd like to be inside for a while.
0: You're invited in anytime you want. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> I would be curious, though, you know, with that type of lyrics and everything from another album that just came out this year, of course, was David Bowie's Black Star, which is very much, you know, what did you think about the way that was released and the setup of that? Having I so thought much personally that
1: it was pure Bowie. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean the man was a genius, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, a musical genius without an incredibly brave. I mean, he was doing stuff in the 70s when we were still at Hippies, you know, that was, was insane, you know, with multicolored suits and makeup and hair and all over the right and Ziggy and, and right. crazy. What an incredible uh, talent. Um, but, man, we have to actually realize that we only have a certain amount of time left. Yeah. And what are you going to do with it?
0: I guess that's a good way of thinking about it. <laughs> it's not the uh, way I want to think about it, though. <laughs> I know, but, but, you know, how old are you? I'm 34. Yeah.
1: See, you're a baby, right? To me. To you, sure, right? yeah, yeah. And, and I'm telling you,
0: yeah.
1: there will be a time, and it's probably a day after tomorrow, when you'll be 70. And you'll be looking back the same way I am. Yeah. It's, this is coming to an end, and we know it. This is the life process. You're born, you die. I'm hoping to extend it as much as I can. And I'm hoping to write as much as I can and create as much as I can while I'm here. I'm trying to take care of every second.
0: You know, modern medicine says we could live a lot longer now, so. Hmm. Yeah. They're working on the uh, the DNA strands and everything else. The
1: truth is, how about Stephen Hawking's statement the other day when somebody asked him how long he thought that the human race might last, and he, Mm -hmm. you know, in that funny like voice that he has Uh with the machine, said maybe a thousand years. Wow. And that—that's a blink of an eye, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Well, that's going back to you know us killing ourselves with everything that's going on, and we're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that changes with who we put in office? Because yes, you know, again I, and again we've tried, but it, you know, I, I, I guess the, you know, the, is, the small. Truth is
1: the truth is being the president of the United States has got to be an insanity. Yeah. Who would want such a job? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it must be insane. You know, you tell everybody, all 300 million of us that we're king, you know, and you're an individual and have rights, and then we try and crush them all. <laughs> it's, it's insane, this.
0: <laughs> but somebody's going to get it. You just hope it's the better person. Yes. So, Graham, it has been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I do. I love this path tonight. Congratulations on this record and the next record and the next record and the next record. From your mouth to God's hair, Kyle. All right. Thank you so much for dropping by. Thank you. A pleasure. And my thanks to Graham Nash again. The new live album is called Graham Nash Live. They also got the photo book, A Life in Focus. Big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode in the series. Before you get out of here, again, please do hit that subscribe button. Keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week, three a week and new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you get your podcast from. That also includes YouTube for the video versions. After that, head over to wfpk.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly on Twitter, but occasionally on Facebook and Instagram. All three of them, at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. You're welcome, Katie. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker. Live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.